It is Museum Monday on Z93 Outlaw Country and the Sunset Health Facebook Live Feed. And joining us this morning, we have Joe Rodriguez with us here again. Thanks for coming in, Joe. Glad to be back. All right, now you're with the Cocoa Paw Tribal Museum. Yes, I am. And we're, just, we're looking for updates and to remind the community you guys are out there and they can stop by. Yes, they can. We've, uh, as of February, uh, the middle of February, we went back to opening our doors from Monday through Friday. Uh, the office hours are 8 to 5. Of course, our gallery hours are 9 to 4. But if you, you're doing your research or you, you just have to come and see us, then you can always call ahead and we'll either open it up a little earlier or open up a little later. And of course, we make sure that everybody gets to have the opportunity to come in and take their time to visit. And if you call, well, of course, call ahead or let us know. And if there's someone available, then we can have a guided tour. We'll have someone or either my curator or myself or somebody else will volunteer to come in and be able to walk you through step-by-step step for every every area that we have inside of the, the museum gallery. Well, it, it's a great time of year because we have a lot of additional people in mm -hmm. our community and they're always looking for things to do. They love learning about the culture in our community, the history. I had someone here a few months or a few weeks ago, her mom was visiting from Louisiana wow. and no from Illinois and they were asking they wanted to learn more about Native American culture and I'm like oh, I got a museum for you <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's good to have that kind of uh, promotion for us well one of the things I like that you guys do out there is you can you take time and you focus on different areas of um, Culture. Your uh, your culture and your upbringings, and this year you're focusing on instruments, correct? Music, 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 and of course, you know what's music without instruments? Yeah, yeah. We are uh, looking at into uh, the construction and the revitalization of uh, music, not just uh, what we do today, but as far as instruments that have uh, gone to the side, mm -hmm. wayside because of uh, different issues that have happened in, uh, throughout the community, mm -hmm. not just community, but in our environment and lately, you know, the lack of water mm -hmm. and we've no longer, we've had flutes for uh, many years uh, uh, that would be used for uh, courting, you know, mm -hmm. remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, some uh, chivalry going on. So we have uh, the courting, courtship uh, using our flutes, but of course, uh, as uh, water from the river has receded, we no longer have the type of the, or the size of the cane that we use to make flutes. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, and plus we have invasive species that have come and uh, taken away from our uh, the, the natural and native plants that we've had uh, also an abundance. And so, what was uh, very uh, 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 bright and uh, growing and just uh, just always uh, available now is receding, and now we're losing those types of plants that you know benefited us as part of our also our cultural resources but as well as even in, in impacting uh, the types of uh, uh, instruments we have especially the flutes well, so I'm, I'm glad you go on to explain like the, the reeds and the different type of canes that that yes. results in these instruments because people are thinking how can changes in water or various types of infrastructure like that affect music. Well, well they're all handmade. The construction yes. made with yeah. the, with the natural elements yeah. of our earth. Yeah, it's not not uh, you know manufactured in a factory. You know we we don't we don't have that. But everything as far as like gourds made from a plant, and then even that is very difficult to grow. We have a few people that are have green thumbs that can really just throw seed in the ground, water, and boom, it grows. You know we've tried it. 
many times we only come up you know with a patch of starting off around 50 to 60 gourds uh, and the ready to harvest we only have like five or six and and you and I I could see the difference t um, in the gourd sizes before they were very very large mm -hmm. I remember seeing some really really large ones and the ones I've been seeing lately are much smaller too yeah it's it's just a variation you know of course there's many types of gourds mm -hmm. but you know we have difficulty because of you know the soil uh, condition now is much mm -hmm. different and before you know, we didn't have a lot of the, the chemicals in the ground as well. So that, that might have a big impact on the type of uh, gourds that we're trying to grow. And in some places, yeah, that's, you know, there's none in, in the soil that uh, that's going to uh, cause it to, you know, maybe flourish you know, the, the way yeah, it the, yeah, the size and, you know, really be in abundance. So, but in other places, yeah, it's very, it grows, grows very well. But mm -hmm. uh, for us, it's been past uh, rodents that we Every, struggle yeah. with, you know, that's, pretty normal but right. you know but you know and that's just not the gorge you know of course we have the reeds or the uh, the, the bamboo and the river and even the, the types of trees we have for handles like cottonwood and then there's also willows and all the different arrow weeds you know we're very we're it's going down you know but you know it's a struggle that we are still uh, working on and trying to revitalize mm -hmm. even within the, uh, the land that we have that uh, we're trying to with the different departments are Environmental Protection Office is uh, replanting and regrowing a lot of these uh, uh, plants that have, you know, diminished as the years have come come through. So gone by. So we're looking at trying to revitalize that as well, so that there we have that available to us. And we so you guys are still making these instruments? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, we're doing that, and uh, we're we're uh, taking the little shortcuts as well, so that we have sturdy, you know, because it's it's very it's difficult. Got to make them last. Yeah. Yeah, and we're we're doing a little little program right now, trying to uh, um, create uh, some uh, flutes made out of PVC pipes. Oh. And uh, and uh, uh, with our culture resource manager, and he's gone on and uh, worked on it, and he's refined it, and uh, we're. Had some, uh, we're getting them set up, so we're going to make up at least uh, a nice big batch for our, our young people, little young people, little <laughs> head starters, and they're going to be happy about that. And it's fun. But yeah. again, you're starting the music at a young age too, yeah. exposing them to that. The yeah, cultural that's the thing. Music. Exposing them as much as possible. You know, with, uh, there's plenty of cultural events that happen and occur around uh, in our region. I mean, from all the way east and west of us here in south as well, and north. They there's different uh, activities coming on. Uh, uh, like there was one plan for this past weekend down in Mexico, but that was canceled because of the, of course, coronavirus mm -hmm. issues that are you know coming along, getting kind of a little it's, closer it's, to us. So. It's a, it's impacting everyone. Yes, and uh, so, uh, so we we're looking looking at other other events that are happening in our local community, native community, and so those are, you know, just as much that people want to be involved with, especially because we have uh, the music and the dancing and the singing. So that's uh, everybody's really excited about that. You know, but with us, we're having we're still pl in the planning stages of our cultural cultural celebration on October 17, coming up in uh, about seven eight months. And, uh, <laughs> but it's a long it, it, it's, it's a it's big planning. celebration. Yes, it's a gradual build up to that. We're we're uh, looking at uh, some uh, something pretty big, you know, for us. And uh, and of course, this has a theme now for the last two years. This is going to be our second year with a theme focusing. So we're looking at all aspects of music for the tribe, you know, it doesn't have to be what has gone away or the, the type of music uh, that's been, you know, um, from 100 plus years more, but also music that's up till now, you know, we have young people that are 
musicians and you know they're taking on the type of music you know outside right. of our own culture things that they like yeah and they're musicians so that that's also important you yeah. know just to encourage that and then also musicians that have taken on the traditional types of music that we have in our culture and uh, that's you know what, whatever we can we can get you know music is beneficial in all aspects of anybody's life oh, you know? absolutely education you know and upbringing and uh, that's you know we all grew up with some kind of music in our home and and uh, that's uh, the first uh, musical instrument is your heart. So that's the one that keeps beating all mm -hmm. the time. You got that little drum going inside of you. And so, you know, you want to, you know, just to encourage everybody to, you know, take up something at least. And uh, if it's not just um, something that does work with uh, the culture itself, then, you know, whatever instrument you like. I'm a musician myself, so. I love music. I was, I was at concerts all weekend, so <laughs> <laughs> my ears a little gone for right now. But uh, but I love music, and uh, we want to see you know our young people grab that because it's important for them as well. Absolutely. So they continue to carry it on. Yes. All right. Now, music is just one aspect of the displays that you will actually see at the Cocopa Tribal Museum. There's so many other more things to see out there. Oh yes. But how do people find it? Well, you have to take Highway 95. That's the best route to um, uh, maneuver. Uh, there's a lot of construction here and there, but uh, stay on Highway 95, south, going south uh, from Yuma, you pass the Cocopa Casino, and of course, when we say Cocopa, a lot of people say, oh, casino, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, but you know, you keep going. But there's more, there's yeah, more. Yeah, you keep driving and you, you get more, uh, more out of it. And uh, so you go south on uh, 95, you pass through the city, city of Summerton, and one mile outside of the city of Summerton is Avenue G. It's a north and south road, Avenue, of course. Uh, you take a right on Avenue G, as in George, one mile north until you hit County 15th Street. And uh, make a left on County 15th, go down about two and a quarter miles west on County 15th Street. You'll cross over some tracks. You'll see a sign right immediately right there. You follow the paved road. And the first uh, right will go back over the tracks. And, uh, and once you go down, uh, you'll see our police department there, and right across the street from us, from them is us. So. And if you get to the border, you've gone too far. Yes. And don't uh, don't use GPS. Don't use GPS. We've been some issues with some of the companies that uh, they they don't because uh, we're located on Veterans Drive. There's Veterans Place, Veterans Way, Veterans Drive. Those three little zigzag of a road there don't uh, are not uh, listed on GPS. So unfortunately, and I just tell people either Google or call. And our yes. phone number is 928-627-1992. As for me, I'm the one that does this a lot. So <laughs> I get people out of fines and uh, I either tell them, to either you tell us where you are, you stop, we'll come pick you up. <laughs> or I'll get the guys uh, maintenance to go and start a fire. We'll send some smoke <laughs> signals to you. It's really not that hard to find. Once, no. once you get out there, you'll, you'll start to see the... the, the, the the reservation yes. and everything. I, I just tell people, I said, well, well, just look at it this way. It's not a bad thing that you took two hours to get here. You just say that you took a tour of our community and you got the scenic view. It's right. Yes, there's lots of agriculture going on right now. It's a scenic route. Yes. We often referred to that when my yeah. dad may have been lost. Yeah. So. I want to make a map with little dotted dotted streets so they know that they took the scenic route and they went off track. Well, great information, Joe. Thank you so much for coming down. You're a busy guy. We do appreciate it. Again, if anyone has any questions, you can call 
What's that number? One nine nine two. Oh, I wrote it next <laughs> to a birthday. Nineteen ninety two. I had five Good numbers year. in that part of the phone Good number. Good year, I agree. Good year. <laughs> but, um, but definitely, as again, that number is six two seven one nine nine two. If you have any questions, um, or if you're interested in learning more about the Co the Cocopod tribe, or maybe you have something to offer when it comes to the music portion of it, they're, they're trying to gather as much as they can up um, until October. So we definitely want to encourage you to get in, get involved if you can. Yeah. And if not, go to CocoaPod.com. You can find us there. And we're also on uh, YouTube, CocoaPod Now, and Facebook, of course, uh, The CocoaPod Museum, and The CocoaPod Indian Tribe on Facebook. So okay. there's plenty of places to find us. <laughs> we're not so far from you uh, as far as uh, the Internet is concerned. All, All right. right. Well, thanks so much. It is time to take our Lotus Day Spot and Salon Selfie. We'll be in to talk with Jen Coleman next with Ballet Yuma discussing their spring performance.